0: Pastor Bowman Podcast. If you're obsessed with the strategies, gear, and stories that will make you a better backcountry bowhunter, you're in the right place. We're independent, unsponsored, and unbiased, so we can cut the fluff and give you detailed advice on what really works and what doesn't. Today's episode is all about the gear we're using for elk season in 2020. We'll go through Josh's setup, talk through a few questions he has, and go through my setup as well. So if you're looking for last-minute gear, today's a great episode. Well, howdy, Josh. It's been a crazy week, huh? We uh, yeah. we've both had a lot of things going on, homes, jobs, babies. <laughs> we we'll probably uh, won't go into those here, but man, we both, yeah. we're both we both sitting here going, we're lucky, guys.
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, it's been a phenomenally crazy, good roller coastery week, but both ended up on top. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. And then uh, above all, we are now, what? Three weeks out, we we're so close. Four oh, weeks so out, scary. I don't know. Oh, it's I can't believe it. So exciting! Yeah, it's good stuff, man. Yeah. Well, it's. Uh, oh, and, uh, this is the period where it's like the night before Christmas. You know, you just get super, <laughs> super excited, and you have to just stop thinking about it, otherwise, you get too worked up.
1: <clears throat>
0: yeah. So, well, I thought a good one today would be. I know you've got a bunch of questions about the last few things you're dialing in. I know a lot of other guys probably do too. And I've, uh, I've tweaked a few things in my setup. I'm uh, testing a bunch of new stuff. Uh, so I thought we'd go through the gear we're using, just kind of pick it apart, talk through why we're using it. Cause my, my thing on gear always is like, what's good for me not, might not be good for someone else, but at least if people understand why and how they can understand what's good for them. Right. So, yeah. Uh, so we can kind of go through that and just get going but you know, maybe we just started off with clothing cause I know you just picked up a new jacket right so you're to talk through your like your system and how you're thinking about it um, and we can maybe hit the contentious you know, do you need rain gear question I posted about that this week and that one blew up everybody who has an opinion on rain gear
1: yeah everybody has an opinion on everything these days huh
0: yeah um, well <laughs> <laughs> but, That's included, uh, huh?
1: yeah this will this will be a great episode because this is exactly what's on my mind right now it's like wait do i have everything because it's like three weeks out if i'm missing stuff i gotta buy it like in the next few days so clothing um yeah just picked up a outer layer jacket so it's funny i have my base layers uh Sika. And then I got a mid-layer of Kuyu. And then I have an outer layer of 1st light, hand. Yeah. Like, my gray jacket was And then picked up a couple of gloves. Uh, I, I picked up a Kuyu belt. It was just way too big for me. I'm super skinny. So I'm, I'm probably just going to use my leather belt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And then I uh, got the boots.
0: Well, they uh, cut the uh, – it's one of those nylon webbing ones, right? It is, yeah. Yeah, you can cut that.
1: And then, like, sew the end or something. No, you That's just
0: cool. cut it and you melt it. Oh, I see. Yeah, you, you cut it from. and then you just take a lighter and just run it down the side. So. Oh, that's true. Yep. Yeah, I could do so that. there you go.
1: Okay, there we go. Yep. Problem fixed. And then got some gloves. I actually got cutie ones and first light ones to test them both out. Um, cool. I think I like the first light ones. They got like a little leather patch awesome. on the palm area and like on yeah. the knuckle area. Um, and they're just warmer. But I think I got a size too small because I can't expand my whole hand without yeah. it like kind of catching a little on the thumb. So I got that. Um, so I think my clothing stuff is pretty good for the rain. Oh, pants. I have these Kuyu kind of mid-weight level pants and I got mm-hmm. the Kuyu long johns too. So I'll be pretty warm. Got I think beanie. they were
0: attack pants, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The Merino ones. Um, got a beanie. Awesome. Socks. The first light Merino underwear. Yep. I definitely got more pairs than, than you have but
0: because
1: uh, <laughs> you're the ultralight crazy guy, I'm like, I'm going to bring an extra pair just in case. I don't know. I've just never even yeah. worn a single you're pair You're going to bring so them long. and you're
0: not going to use them and you're going to take them out, but whatever. <laughs> do it. There's only one way to know. You know that's, that's what I say about a lot of this advice. is like, just you do what your comfort level is. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, nothing wrong with that at all. But yeah, you've got, I mean, I think you're buying into the, the Baxter strategy of not much rain gear and three layers, but so breaking it down, you've basically got, you know, pants, and then you've got the zip-off Kuyu long johns, right? Yeah. Yeah, and those are, that's one of the greatest things. I think First Light just did their version of that a few weeks ago, but those are one of the greatest things ever because you basically don't have to take your boots off, right? You drop Mm -hmm. your pants, slide your pants down, and then you zip on or off those things. So it's perfect. I get into camp at night, I zip them on, pull my pants back up, keep them on through the whole night in my sleeping bag. Then the morning, the second it gets warm enough, drop the pants, zip them up, you know? so it's uh, or zip them off I should say Mm -hmm. so that's a really really cool way to layer on the bottom which is historically one of the hardest parts to layer Um, yeah yeah. And they're light. They're stinking light too. Super
1: they're, uh, light. I was, I was yeah. super impressed with how light they were.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then I, I did it. I, I put them on, I put the pants on and zipped it off. I was like, wow, that is easy. That's just so easy.
0: Yeah. Cause I think they're like four and a half ounces, right? They're stinking light. <laughs> the, uh, cause uh, the other alternative to lower body layering is always the exterior puffy pants. They go over your pants Oh. Mm-hmm. and those will have the benefit of blocking wind. Uh, but the downside is they're not that durable. Yes, you gotta be really careful what you sit on. Um, oh, great. you don't want to rip them and that, and they're they're gonna be 14 ounces, almost a pound. They're heavy, they're gonna take up a lot of space, um, mm-hmm. 10, 12 ounces maybe. But those zip-offs are great. You know, a lot of the merino ones are eight, nine ounces, but the fleece, like the high pile fleece ones we're both rocking, are like four and a half ounces. So your weight, weight to warmth ratio is just off the chart.
1: Oh yeah, you're right. Mine it's not merino the one I have; it's the fleece one. Fleece, yeah. So it's, that's on the bottom, and then, yeah. yeah, top three layers.
0: Um, yep. Yeah. Now the rain here though, I was thinking about bringing. Oh, I just have like an old North Face windbreaker. It's like
1: super thin, you know, like just just pretty much the waterproof. Yeah. Am not bringing it as backup to put over everything if I have to? But I don't know.
0: Yeah, well, that's little, maybe I talk through my system and then I can talk about oh, yeah. the way I've seen other guys do it. Just because it's it's a very personal one. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, my take on rain gear in September is I've toted it around for a while and you just never use it. Um, here's my here's my screed against the jacket. A lot of guys buy a three or four hundred dollar jacket that weighs about a pound. I actually don't use hunting brands because uh, if I'm wearing a rain jacket, I'm not that worried about stuff seeing me. It's going to be low vis anyway. Um, and the quality of Arc'teryx stuff is off the charts and I can yeah. use it year round. I use it in the city. I use it wherever. So it's solid colors, right? Neutral, solid colors. Yeah. Um, but my general take is this, the problem with the jacket is if it's truly raining, your pack's mm-hmm. getting soaked. Yeah. Right? So now you need a pack cover. And if it's truly raining, the water's beating off your jacket onto your pants. So now you need waterproof pants. So to be true, like actually waterproof with the jacket or some sort of, Mobile wear, you're looking at at least three pounds of stuff. Two or three pounds of stuff, and so if you're taking just a jacket, I, I kind of ask, well, why would you be doing that? And I think if you're uh, if you're using it as a windbreaker or a warm layer in addition to other stuff, okay, I kind of understand it, right? It's part of your system. Yeah. Um, but my, you know, most of the stuff in September, this is very like specific to archery elk in September. Uh, it's going to be passing showers, right? They're going to blow in, might be really intense, but they're going to blow in for an hour, maybe two, and then they're gone,
1: right? Mm, Okay.
0: In that hour or two, you don't really want to hunt anyway, because you're going to get all sweaty and wet. So I will either sit under a pine tree. Uh, Well, option one is I'm wearing synthetic, mostly synthetic insulation, outerwear that dries crazy fast, insulates when wet. I'm just going to keep going, right? Yeah. Um, Another thing you guys don't realize, too, is DWR. So the coating on the outside, you know, stuff that repels the water. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a wear item, right? It just wears out. But you can get DWR coating Refresh stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, I'm blanking on the name, which is not going to go well for the podcast. I'll have to put the link in after. But there's a company that, uh, that Arcterics recommends, I'm trying to remember, but they you basically want to use the stuff you have to put in the dryer to bake on. You never want to just do the stuff you spray it on it and let it dry because it literally physically reactivates and rebakes on that. Oh, nice. All that to say, if you have a proof, like recently done one you did up at the end of August, it's Mm -hmm. almost rainproof. Oh, nice. So that's my number one strategy. Number two, it's getting even crazier. I go sit under a really, really thick pine tree. Mm -hmm. Probably going to be fine. Okay. And then it gets absolutely nuts. Man, if only you had this beautiful little rainproof layer that you could pull. Oh, wait, it's your tent fly. Right, you just pull that out and sit under it.
1: (laughs) So, then, uh, when you sit under it, like, how do you do how do you set up that temp fly? Do you like stake it down and like stretch it out, or do you just like put it around me like a blanket? uh,
0: Wrap it around me like a homeless guy, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's an apt, uh, apt analogy for San Francisco. (laughs) There you go, (laughs) yeah. So, anyway, that's that's my like little screed on uh, rain gear in September is like, why are you taking it? It's an extra two or three pounds and a ton of room in your pack that you don't need. Um, So that's my personal thing. I'm super comfortable with the backcountry. Again, I only hunt three to five miles from the truck. So it's a two mile out. If I get totally soaked, it's not a life-threatening event, right? If you're 10, 15 miles in, very different. So that's my personal take. And like you said, I'll leave a full set of rain gear in my truck Mm -hmm. so that if uh, the situation happens that like a two or three day storm or day or two long storm comes in, Mm -hmm. then I'm like, okay, full rain gear right? Oh, I see. I see. Okay. So it's a good yeah. option to have, but I don't take it by default. And it's part of the reason I really end up getting something that can get me like a weather forecast in the back country. Cause it really, right. that can save you three pounds to have a really good weather forecast.
1: Mm-hmm, totally. I think I, I think that makes sense. Um, cause I didn't think about the pants too. Like I was like, okay, cool. I'll have this rain windbreaker on yeah. the top, but then, yeah, you're right. My pants long John's so all get soaking wet and I'll be screwed. So it maybe is best if it is just, shower and to just do the same strategy go homeless style and uh wait it out
0: yeah exactly you got to be careful with those flies especially if you got an ultralight one you know not to tear Mm -hmm. it so it's it sounds paradoxical but you got to go out in the open and sit there with it right Um, (laughs) not not like the open open don't become lightning bait but Mm -hmm. uh you know just away from the tree don't get up under the tree with that on and tear a hole in it with a stick right you can also just fast fly the tent you know, another reason I like the double season ones, you don't have to put the body of the tent in there. You can just set up the poles and put the rain fly right on it. Yeah. 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 Um, so you could, yeah, we're just set up the tent for crying out loud. Super easy. To do. <laughs> interesting. Um, I think I'm sold
1: on that. Uh, I think yeah. I'm not going to, yeah, I'll just leave the wind back here in the car. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And if you, uh, you the only time you will get in trouble, like I said, is if there's a two day storm that blows in, but, uh, yeah. especially for you this year where you're there for a few weeks, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it might not be worth it to, uh, to push through that day and a half to get totally soaked and be, you know, you might just go take a town day.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: But yeah, it just depends. Cause again, guys are there for five days, only five days of hunting, one week of vacation time, or like I got to right. hunt every second. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm a total fan of that. So take your rain gear. So it's a very, very personal thing. And I think that's yeah. why it's contentious, you know? Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah. And I'm rocking. So maybe we do my layers and then we move on, but, uh, I'm rocking the Sitka pants, pretty much full Sitka. Well, no, Sitka, and First Light, all mixed as always. Um, I guess some. My problem is I'm like, I always want the, the best, quote unquote, for me in every category and no one company does that. So I'm always kind of testing and playing with things, you know? Yeah. So that's... I kind of end up with this eclectic mix, but I really don't care. Like, I don't really care about matching and stuff. But yeah, Apex pants really, really great pants. I reviewed them on the site, but they the only downsides are pretty easy to tear or hurt, but they're dead, stinking silent, which is awesome.
1: Oh, okay. And yeah. then are they pretty light? They're
0: like, pretty are light. Are pretty thin? They're pretty thin and light. Yeah, this is another yeah. reason I really like that insulation mid-layer. But I've tried the Timberlines and the, uh, I have the Mountain Pants. Uh, Margaret rocks the the Mountain Pants. No, the Timberlines with the waterproof button knees. Those are great, but in September, you're going to get a serious case of let's let me think of the right way to say this swamp but <laughs> you it's know not, you, I, yeah it's just gonna get sweaty and stuff so um not as i might rock those if it starts snowing or it's later in the season but i see yeah, usually going in with the apex pants
1: yeah and i think mine um, might be a little thick, but oh well
0: <laughs> yeah well you have vents on yours right the second one i the, do yeah don't have vents um uh, i see which i always wondered about um, I mean, I like the approach of minimalism and just design it better, but I don't think you can ever beat a vent in your pants. So, um, anyway, I'm so in love with those Apex Apex plant, pants for my use that I don't really want to change them. But I, I would yeah. probably play with KU pants if not. Um, we talked about the insulating layer. Um, I, I'm just doing you know the Sitka Core lightweight hoodie. Mm-hmm. I really, I think you've got one too, right?
1: Yeah, that's the one I have for the base layer.
0: Yeah, I love that thing because in the early season where I'm at, it's hot. And uh, I don't want to carry sunblock because A, you can't get that crap off at night. And B, it's just yeah. heavy. It's wet, right? It's mm-hmm. it's water-based. So it's really heavy. Um, so I just throw the hood up if I'm really getting a ton of sun exposure, which is really awesome. And, uh, and I don't have to like, fish around trying to find a face mask if I want to stock in on something. So right. I'm a big fan of that. Although you know, straight long sleeve one. I've got two of the other long sleeve ones they've got too. They're all great. Mm-hmm. Um, mid layers. What are you rocking? You're rocking the Kuyu for the mid layer, right? Yeah. 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 That's a great one. I love one of my favorite pieces of all time is the Kelvin active jacket from Sitka. Things mm-hmm. like you can wear that from 70 to 20, but it's only downfalls. It's super breathable. So you kind of wind kind of cuts through it, you know? Um, But and I think we're both going to be trying the Uncompagre 2.0 from First Light as the outer layer this year, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I've got a Sitka oh, what is it? Kelvin Light Hoodie um, which is before uh, from before this year. I don't know if they even sell it anymore. They've got like nine Kelvin pieces so it's hard to keep track of them. And I reviewed that other one that I sent back. It's too loud. So Mm -hmm. So so um, got a pretty warm setup if you got all three of those layers on the uh, kelvin
1: light hoodie is that your outer layer
0: yeah it was and that i'll swap that out for the first light on compagre 2.0 oh, gotcha. and we'll nice. see who knows i might not like it um as much mm-hmm. but i really love the first version so i've got to imagine the, the second version it's a bit heavier you know, i think the sitka one 17 ounces this one's 20 a lot of guys are going to laugh at me for three ounces but i'm like you know but the cool yeah, thing it about pretty
1: light to me when I, I was like, when I put it on, I was like, wow, this is very warm. And yep. I, I just, in my initial reactions were like this Uncompagre jacket is very warm and very light.
0: Yeah. Well, the coolest thing about the Uncompagre and what I think they have nailed better than anyone else for a lightweight synthetic is that there's no breathable panels on it. Um, oh. And so a lot of these outer layers, they're kind of this compromise half outer layer, half mid layer. Yes. And that, that's good if you only have one layer. But if you're getting a dedicated mid-layer and you have a dedicated outer layer and you don't have rain gear, right? these are all very personal situations, mm-hmm. then you want an outer layer that doesn't let the wind cut through it. Yeah. So you want something that blocks it. And that one is just one type of fabric the whole way around that's pretty windproof. Um, so it's not going to be nearly breathable enough to do any sort of crazy activity in, but it's really, really good for throwing on as your layer to sit there or you know hunt to wallow or kind of walk around with. Uh, yeah be real warm
1: right my my mid-layer is kind of like that hybrid like some parts are breathable, some are have that uh tougher coating where like rain will come off the other part will just get soaked yeah yeah this is a good dedicated outer layer
0: yeah and i love those first light boxers i think i've got they got two or three versions at this point i have them all um nice but that like we talked about i don't swap boxers for up to five days so (laughs) um and i know you're going to not believe me, but I can take those things off in five days, and they don't even smell. So it's crazy, it's pretty insane. So they're just they fit well. They're wonderful. So I, I rock those. I don't think anyone else has that them beat. Uh, yeah. Maybe some non-hunting brands, but I, I don't really want to experiment there because I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. Um, the beanie, you got the beanie too. That is that can be especially for sleeping at night. That can be like a game changer as far as warmth. Yeah, good weatherproof, windproof beanie. Nice. Um, yeah. I don't, the Sitka has a light one and I tried that. No, I got the Windstopper one. It's just got to have something thick enough to actually be warm.
1: Okay. Yeah. I got the, uh, the first light Merino beanie, um, for the hat, do you wear like a special hat that like works well with like sweat and like blocking rain or like, I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. I wear their, uh, the Sitka, I think they just call it the Sitka cap, but it's kind of the, it's the oldest scent pant material. It's kind of a wicking soft, yeah, like I wouldn't wear like a flat bill or like your standard ball cap, right? But yeah. You got something a little more breathable that soaks up sweat a little bit. Okay, so I, I think I still need to get a hat then. Yeah, maybe grab that. Um, yeah. You can wear that. I use that all the time, just not even hunting, right? If you're looking for that camo look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and then boots, you uh, you went with, we did the whole episode on that, so we'll go quick, but you went with uh, Solomon boots, I think, right? I did, yeah. Yeah, that's a really good pair, the Quest 40s. Yeah, they're
1: super tough yeah yep. yeah yeah pretty and light quality
0: too. yeah they're pretty light really light and tough um, their quality might be not be quite the same as some of the others you might have to send them in if they the waterproofing doesn't work but they're covered by mm-hmm. vortex um, yeah they you know every now and then people get pairs of those that aren't that waterproof so you have to check that but you checked them in the tub
1: yeah put some weights awesome. in it sucked yep. it in there for a good hour and it, it was good yeah no water at all
0: yeah and i'm still rocking the las trango cubes which are I have a pretty narrow, low-volume foot, which is they're a great fit for that. Um, and I I have a flat foot too, so I need a lot of support. They're very, mm-hmm. very stiff. You know, they're like a four out of five on the scale, um, like mountaineering boot style. Yeah. And so I love those. I use that for most of my stuff. But I'll be experimenting. I'm gonna order up the Salewa Mountain Trainer Lights and oh, the Solomon. I'm really good with names today. I'm trying to remember it's they're like all they're like hiking boot. It's not as intense as your quests oh, whatever. I'll have to put a link up, but I'm looking for something that's a little lighter as like a general use boot um and I might not use it during elk season, but I'll kind of play with them. but those are like two out of five stiffness they're like very very light boots, yeah. yeah and so I'll try try those too.
1: Those are ones you're gonna experiment like here in the next few weeks before.
0: Yeah, for September. Oh, wow. I basically don't have a good pair of shoes to wear when I get back to the car. Uh, it's always good to cycle two pairs of boots and my other pair of boots. I wear through a pair of two of boots a year with all the stuff I do. Yeah, um, and my old Zamberlins and my other Danners are both kaput. So oh, gotcha, I cycle gotcha. these then. So I don't know if I'd recommend those to guys as a pure elk hunting boot, unless they're, you know, they're they're a little too light for that. But I'm just gonna play with them.
1: Yeah. What are your thoughts on gloves?
0: yeah you know it just uh, this one's totally depends i've got a carbon bow Mm -hmm. carbon riser everything the psc so it's not like it's never cold but i like a pair uh in the mornings just because it can be real chilly and a glassing and stuff so i take a pair and i take i have like three pairs of gloves i have merino liners i have i forget what sitka calls them but whenever they're standard kind of i think it's a scent glove Mm-hmm. And then I've got a waterproof glove. That's actually a ski glove that I kind of cycle in between for, uh, for hunting rifle season, that sort of stuff. So I think right. gloves are really good, especially if you've got an aluminum riser bow. It's yeah. Like, like mine degrees. Yeah. it can be freaking freezing.
1: Yeah. I was just trying to figure out which glove. Cause like the first line ones are thicker. They do have that leather. The other ones are thinner. They're kind of, they kind of look like your ascent gloves. Um, yeah, it's kind of got like a leathery, some kind of material on there with mm-hmm. some texture it's a lot softer. I don't know which one to stick to with
0: get. Now. Um, well, it just depends on what you're going to do. You know, I don't, for me, I'd rather shoot without gloves. Cause I don't, Yeah, I'm not really that worried about them seeing my hands if I'm still, um, mm-hmm. I've got everything else pretty camoed out. So I'm not as worried about that. And I gloves, I have experimented shooting with or without them. Mm-hmm. And it messes with me about three or four inches at 60 yards, two or three inches mm-hmm. And it's not if I get used to them, but if I'm switching back and forth. Um, I see. So uh, for me, I'm like, I'm just, I'm taking them off. Uh, so if you're doing, if you want to hunt with them more, you need a lighter pair so they don't sweat. Your yeah. hands don't sweat and you can keep them on all the time. If you're not going to hunt with them, maybe a warmer, more durable pair. So you put them on when you need them. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Like if you're packing or you're breaking firewood, you're grabbing branches, you're busting brush. It's really nice to have a pair of gloves. because Your hands can get pretty cut up. So. It just depends on what you're going to use them for, um, and unfortunately, until you go, you probably won't even know. So, part of yeah. the game.
1: Yeah, I'll just return one of them. And yeah, I don't think I want to shoot with it on. I've just been shooting so well without
0: any gloves. Yeah, but under yeah, 60 yards, so maybe I'll wear it. Not going to make much of a difference. It's just that that 50 to 60 to 70 yard shot. I mean, I don't I don't think you're going to be shooting at 70, right? No, no. Yeah, way. yeah. So it's it's just those longer shots for me if I'm. Like if I'm taking an 80 yard shot, which is my absolute max. Um, and just this, I don't know I'm going to get people that are going to post on this, but like I can put Josh has seen it. I can put all my arrows in the palm of your hand at 80. No problem.
1: Yeah. So um, you do it a hundred. So, <laughs>
0: yeah. So that's not a problem. Um, but if it's, you know, dead flat, there's no wind. It's perfect situation. Animals unaware. I take my gloves off, you know, I'm good with 80. So that's, that's just me. So I think most yeah. guys are probably just hung with them on.
1: Okay. Yeah. So maybe for me, then I'll just, yeah, I'll figure it out, but almost like they just wear it in the morning and the evening or if I'm glassing and it's cold.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's uh, okay? So I think we hit clothing and that sort of stuff. What, I mean, run us through your bow setup and all your, your kind of terminal gear, your arch, your arrows, your um, yeah. All that good stuff. Your archery gear.
1: Yeah. So I've got the, the bow I'm shooting is the uh, PSE evoke 35. Yeah. So pretty long axle axle. I freaking love that bow though. <laughs> it is awesome.
0: I love a um, long bow. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah.
1: And uh it's just so nice for Target too. I think like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Vegas uh in February and shoot there and do league at the local range and
0: yep, it's um, a good crossover I, I think bow. Just,
1: yeah, exactly. I think I'm just gonna shoot that that same thing. Um arrows got the
0: rampage. Well, first on the bow for a second. That one has the SE cams too, right? Yes. It has the smaller cams so that you get a smaller draw length, but it's a lot more efficient. You're going to get an extra few feet per second that that' I'm, maybe we just do these side by side so we can talk about them. but I'm shooting the 2019 version of the PSC carbon stealth. So it's a 33 axle to axle. Um, and I think it has it has the SE cams too. so it tops out at 29, which is my draw length, which is perfect. Oh, nice. Um, super, super. I mean, that thing has like a effective 345 IBO and it draws like a 330 325 bow. It's crazy. Yeah. And yours is
1: super light.
0: So light. It's 3.2 pounds. It's insane <laughs> light. Um, it's it can be you can actually feel the difference at long distance. It's hard to shoot. That's why I was so excited about those groups with you. It's like if you can do that with the the tiny bow. Yeah. But um, you know what I was gonna say about that is for guys that they have done a ton of experimenting there and I pushed you that route because I really don't think there's much of a difference in brace height and accuracy. I really don't like, and I've seen several studies where guys have tried two types, two bows that were similar with different brace heights and there's no difference. I don't really think there's a difference in speed or anything. Like I think the thing that really makes bows accurate is axle to axle length and weight. Like those yeah. two things. That's what makes yeah. bows accurate. And I'm not rocking weight, so I want as much as much axle to axle length as possible. You know, and that's 35 is such a great bow. Yeah, I
1: love that thing. And I'm tall. You know, my draw length is not as long. It's like 20 and a half, but almost. Yeah. Um.
0: Good string angle for you on that one. Yeah. Yeah. We go. Keep going. Yeah, arrows. Um.
1: Yeah, I've got the Black Eagle Eagle Rampages um, 350 spine. 0.001 0.001 straightness yeah uh, is that what it's called 0.001 good
0: straightness. stuff
1: yeah yeah the good stuff micro diameter um i'll be running uh the slick trick viper tricks broadheads on them yeah yeah so i got a pack of here I got, I got four of those and then the two extra that you gave me
0: yeah yeah uh, i've got one, like 125 s- grain 16 of those things i think or something, <laughs> <laughs> something. that's like yeah. my all-time favorite Pick for that price range. I mean, we talked about it in the, the broadheads episode, but yeah, Oh, so good. And then we yeah. we did we went with the 0.01s Getting back to the arrows, one. I know I wasn't like I tell people you don't really need that. We went with that, so I didn't. I originally built your arrows, so I didn't have to spin them and cut from both ends to save time. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. Ten bucks and it'll save me thirty minutes. Can we just do that? Yeah, oh yeah. That's that's nothing. It's easy. Yeah. Um. Super worth it. And then
1: the broadheads. Yeah, one twenty five grain. Um, so my arrow weights like 450 grain ish if I remember mm-hmm. correctly
0: yeah, and I'm shooting
1: 28 and a half draw 54 pounds. I'll probably bump up to 56 here maybe even tomorrow.
0: Yeah. And I'm a hundred percent confident you can get a pass through on an elk with that setup. Cause nice. you've got that, that, uh, that relaxed two blade plus bleeder kind of broadhead. You've got a really, for your setup, a fairly heavy arrow, high GPI, you know, like eight plus grains per inch. Um, I mean, you've been blowing through targets, and it's you can see that arrow hit, and that thing goes deep. Yeah, yeah. Micro diameter, not micro, my uh, small diameter arrow. Small diameter, yeah. Yeah, Those things were ramrod straight. I was very impressed with the spine and the consistency on those. They were. You bought, you definitely got .01s. You got a few .00s in there too. So.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's Uh, nice.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and um, yes, that's cool. You got a great setup there. I don't. A lot of guys will go what fifty something like. I'm a hundred percent convinced any modern bow at sixty pounds would do more than enough for an elk. yeah heavy arrow. Heavy, mm-hmm. heavy arrow. Um yeah, I'm still rocking the day sixes. I love those things. They're freaking awesome. I've got five hundred and fifty grains uh on mine. Dang. Yeah, they're <laughs> heavy. heavy. But yeah. I mean I'm shooting That bow at 66 and a half pounds. I wanted to go 62, but it was tuned at 66.5. So I just dialed it back up and it was shooting bullets through paper with bear shafts at like 10 yards. And like, okay, Mm -hmm. we're good. Um, (laughs) I don't want to deal with it. I got the baby right now, right? Yeah. I can pull 66 just fine. Um, But at that poundage with like the 345 IBO, they're still going like 260 ish, which is stinking fast for a Lincoln log. That's yeah, <laughs> heavy. So that yeah. that thing is borderline armor piercing. Um, we're using the or I'm using the day six Evo's still the little ones. I I uh, picked up a few others to test. I might stick them in the quiver if they impact the same point of aim. Um, Iron will, um, a few other broadheads I won't name now, but yeah, just to play, experiment, test. Uh, yeah
1: yeah and then for those listening that want to like if you're still figuring out the arrow or broadhead we had, we did two episodes we did two different episodes on that earlier yeah um on the show so yeah go look at the best arrow for elk hunting episode and we also have like the best broadhead for elk hunting episode so dive super deep super nerdy on those ones yeah but that's good to jump into if you yeah
0: interested. and maybe we maybe we just skim over the rest of the both setup because there's nothing too crazy there uh yeah i do went into that in those other ones but I uh, mean, we talk a little bit more about backpacking gear because we we did episodes on that too. But just to see where you you personally netted out and what what matters to you. Okay. Uh,
1: one quick note um, I yeah. think is important is the
0: release. I think you mm-hmm. got a really
1: interesting point on the release. Yeah. Um, about having the wrist for trigger release because then you can just keep it on your wrist at all times. So yeah, um, I totally bought into that, and I'm a big fan of that idea that like you don't. It's like one extra step you don't have to think about like reaching to a pocket or finding it.
0: Yeah, really, and I think. Yeah. I don't think it's arguable that a, a hand, you know, a hand release or something, uh, sorry, a thumb release. When I say hand release, uh, a handheld release, that's what I meant. Mm-hmm. Um, or a thumb release might be a little more accurate and be a little harder to get uh, target panic with, mm-hmm. which is a thing for a lot of guys. But I think it's more about shooting the wrist rocket properly. Yeah. The, uh, properly. And the number one thing for me, in you know, season is I want that on my wrist, ready to go a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. And so um, I'm not using a, the most expensive or the sexiest one. I'm using a true fire edge buckle, which is like 50 bucks. But I love that thing because I take it, I fold it up my wrist. It gets out of the way. I can do whatever I want with my hands and I can yeah. just flip it out without even using my hands by pushing it on my waist whenever I see an elk. And so that's on my wrist 24 seven or it's on my bow at night when I'm sleeping. Yeah. I never lose nice. it. I never have to worry if it's there. Um, but one thing on the trigger release, which I told you, which is worth hitting, it's more, you really don't want to set up a trigger release. So the tip of your fingers touching it. Yeah. Right. And so you want to, that can lead to target panic It's punching a trigger. You want to make sure your finger wraps all the way around it and you squeeze with all four of your fingers or five of your fingers at once. Like you're making a ball of a fist. Yeah. And so you get to just that point of the tension and you, you know, pull back with your back muscles and it goes off.
1: Right. Right. So you want that second indent on your finger. Yeah, deep, deep, deep in that index finger.
0: And if you do it like that, you're shooting it the same way you'd shoot a back tension release. Mm -hmm. The exact same way you'd shoot a back tension release. So it's all about setting it up properly. And that's part of the reason I like that true fire edge buckle is that the trigger's far enough back on that thing that it it gets way down into that groove of your finger. So you're not tempted to punch it with the tip of your finger there. Yeah. So that's super nice. Yeah. Um, so we both went that route. You'll see, who knows, you might do target archery next year and be like, dude, I'm using a handheld thumb release year round mm-hmm. and I just want to use it for hunting. You know? Yeah. I might tell you to loop a piece of cord around your wrist, but right. like like it there. Yeah. So it's yeah. all personal, but that's my take.
1: Yeah. I think that, Oh, that's mostly the notable stuff. I guess the site, I'm just using the cheap site. So I was a little concerned about not having a third axis
0: Yeah, yeah. on the
1: bubble, but I shot at an attack and just used my bubble and I, I shot fine. I mean, okay. on those small film targets. So yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to change that anytime soon.
0: Yeah, well, the only, you guys, all, everyone, oh, third axis, everybody gets so scared about that. I set up third axis with a giant ruler, and if, but I'm not going to go into that now. The only way to know with your third axis is if it's working is to actually go out and shoot. Long distance at forty five, you know, at forty five degrees down, forty five degrees up, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. Um, because even if it looks perfect in the garage, it can still be off. Yeah, when you're actually shooting, and so you did exactly what I would want you to do. If you're not going to get one, is you went out and you tested it, you know, and if you were like, okay, it's always a foot to the right, it down, and it's a foot to the left up, then you're like, okay, I know that. But it sounds like you're one of those guys that got lucky, and it just you're pretty much down the center.
1: Yeah, it worked. I just sometimes it it feels like I'm tilting the bow like crazy, even though it's really straight or I'm leaning into a hill and it's just, I'm like, I can't believe I'm leaning this much, but it must be straight. So I just trust it and let it go. And it it works. Yeah, it works. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you also know you're not shooting past like 50. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, it's going to work. So it's all again, it's personal situation and you did as long as you test, you know? This is my favorite mm-hmm. thing with shotguns too. I get guys that get into massive debates about ammo and loads. And I'm like, have you ever patterned, patterned your gun? You know, like, have you ever, like, it's, you gotta do that. So I'm proud of you for doing that. And yeah, you're, you're set if that's working.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's good. Um, yeah. But I love the, my bow setup
0: now. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, a good feeling. Setup. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. quiet now too. You put those heavy arrows on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad. It's, it's such a good feeling. Like now I, I do get why
1: you're really into all the gear and the research. Cause when you do have a nice setup, like man, it just gets out of the way. You feel super confident in it. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just, just fun. All just around. think about
0: the target. You don't think about anything else. Yeah. It? Yeah. No, it's cool. So it's, it takes a while to get there with archery gear. It's yeah. like fitness. You know, the first three weeks of getting fit feels horrible. hundred percent of the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like once you get fit, two or three months in, then you're like, this just feels great all the time. Yeah. And uh, it's like that's like gear for archery hunting. It's like you gotta wade through the crap to get to the other side. Yeah. yeah. But part of the fun. So what? Uh, you went and got a rangefinder, right?
1: Yes, I did. I got the Sig Sauer six Sig Sauer twenty two hundred Sig hour twenty two hundred. Yeah. Six hour and yep. It was on sale on Amazon. They had like one left in stock, so I was like, you know what, I'm Done. just gonna get the nice one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and you went. Yeah, there's a few schools of thought and I've had one or two guys reach out to me and ask about this, but the if you're going for just a true archery rangefinder, you can find cheap ones, you know, under two hundred ish bucks with like we talked about, they're waterproof. They have an illuminated reticle and they have angle compensation, right? But they only go to like a hundred yards or something. Mm-hmm. And those are great. They're really great. But you did the you did kind of the smarter out of having hey, to be a rifle and a bow hunter. I want something that can range out to like two thousand yards. When they say 2000, it's always more like a thousand, right? Um, but you're like, I want something I could use for everything forever. You know, you, yeah, like a one time purchase rangefinder for yeah. a rifle and for archery. So you were, that's a good buy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Money in the long run. It works, works great. Um, that was a funny thing at TAC is like everyone's range finder got different stuff. I mean, people are yep. different heights and you're not standing at the perfect place, but some people, they were not angle compensating correctly at all. And like,
0: Nope. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. And there's, again, there's only one way to know. Um, and Margaret and I have two different SIG range finders. We actually are thrown away. One of the others are selling it cause it sucks. The, the 850 version. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have an illuminated reticle and it's like, you can't oh, see oh, it at right, night. Right. Um, but they'll be standing in the same spot and they give us different numbers, same company. <laughs> so that's just, a, I bet I bet even within the same lots, they'd give you different numbers. So yeah, just, oh man, this is my number one piece of advice on rangefinders is always, always, always set up your bow yardages to your rangefinders range, nothing else. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. you could set it up to your archery ranges or someone else's rangefinder and you're going to be off. Yep. Yep. So definitely that's what do they that said
1: too. They're like, they were just like, Oh, just trust your own rangefinder. Like in our group, they just said, kept saying, trust your own. Cause you've been shooting with it. Like it's basically like
0: you you tuned your bow to it or, or something. Yeah, you did. Yeah. It all works yeah. together. So yeah. yeah, that's a good, goodbye. We talked about, uh, you got the, the vipers, the uh, binoculars, right? Yes.
1: The, uh, uh what's the brand? Vortex. Yeah. Vortex the nice center, ones. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, those are great. I mean, I I got the Monarch Sevens back in the day before they refreshed the Vipers, and I now think the Vipers are better. Now you know it's pretty close, but you I mean you look through both of them; they're pretty yeah. stinking close, but pretty close. Yeah, the Vortexes yeah, the are now better.
1: Yeah, I love the warranty, and it came with a bino harness. So I was like, you know, same price is pretty close price to the other. I think like the Monarch, but I was like, you know, bino harness and warranty, so that that put me over the edge for for the Vortexes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, those are great. I'm, I've got the Monarch HGs, which I'm a huge fan of. They're lighter than the Alpha Glass. You know, they're 70 mm-hmm. ounces lighter than Suaros or Leica or Zeiss. They've got phenomenal. It's not edge to edge, but it's a huge field of view. Massive, massive field of view too on the the 8x with the. I can't even remember. It's like four hundred something feet at a thousand yards. It's insane. It's like looking through a, look looking at uh, pano vision. You know, and everything. <laughs> I love this.
1: Yeah, and you had a really good point that you put in, I think, your review where you reviewed the Monarchs versus the Vortex versus the –
0: oh, what's that last brand? Oh, yeah. I'll I'll get it in a second. Keep going. I'll find it.
1: Yeah, so you had a really good point about like 8x42s versus 10x42s or 10x50s, and it's about – that you recommend the 8s because it has a wider field of view for spotting elk, and this is just for archery elk. Yeah, Not like you need to examine, like you used to say, right? You're not examining how many, like, points and, and
0: like... Yeah, like yeah. They started the Mavens, the Maven C1s, which were definitely no-goes. Um, great clarity, but they're, like, looking through a pipe. It's such a yeah, small field of view. super small. Mm-hmm. Super small. But, yeah, my point on 8 versus 10 is that you get a bigger... The purpose of binoculars is not examining, like you said. It's just... It's spotting. And getting a bigger field of view is great. And elk are such big, light animals that the extra little magnification is not going to do anything. And if you really did want to examine them, you'd have to have a spotting scope anyway. And so for me, the extra field of view, yeah, it's only quote 30, 40 feet wider. But again, this is the area of a circle, right? Pi R squared. We're the nerds. But you're adding like 30 to 40% more area in your your binoculars that you can see when you go from a 10 to an 8X. Huge difference in field of view. And so, that's why I love eight X's is i I can see a lot more and you know, as we talked about before, the way you see things is by picking up motion. Mm-hmm. And so if you got a bigger field of view, you see more motion. Um, yeah. So Speaking it's that, I actually, yeah.
1: Um, got the same tripod that you have. I like it a lot. It wasn't expensive. It was like pretty cheap and it's decently light.
0: So, yeah, it's like 40, 50 yeah. bucks. Yeah. 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 Which is funny because I bought another tripod. <laughs> oh,
1: dang it. <laughs> dang it. Uh,
0: yeah, I bought a uh, a, a real, really a super light, a kind of experimental one made by a company called, uh, what is their name? Granite. It's the Granite Peak Tripod by... Do-do-do-do-do. Uh, peak Design? Kramer, Kramer Designs Corp. Oh, okay. Granite peak Tripod. It's basically this little tiny, looks like tent poles. Wow. It's like eight ounces. It's stinking light. So, I don't know. It definitely doesn't have quite the functionalities in a normal one, but it's the dropping of like a pound, pound and a half off of mine, Uh, especially since I'm totally solo this year. I'm like, I'm going to go play with that thing. So, I still got the Slick. I absolutely love the Slick Mini that you got, and I will keep using that, especially if I use something heavier than binos. Right. Um, right. But for now, I'm going to play with the other one. It's one of my experimental things. There's a lot of things I take into the woods, and I take the other thing I like with me and then whichever one wins, I sell the other at the end of the season.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. That's yeah.
0: Cool. So, but it's, that one's not cheap. I think it's like 120 130 So oh, gotcha. that probably would not be on your dollars per ounce. Yeah. 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 Way to do things anyway. So, um, yeah. So that's, that. what else so you ended up. Yeah. Let's talk backpacking stuff and then maybe we start to wrap it up. So, cause there's only so much gear guys can take, right. <laughs> but yeah, talk through your pack, your setup, all that stuff.
1: Yeah, so I got the Kuyu pack the I think it's the third the, the 3,000 cubic inches
0: I think 3500 uh, right the 3 newer, the new pro, pro version yes so you one. got a hell of a good deal on that I think that's what it boiled down to you f- for I'll have to do a I'm gonna do a backpack shootout at some point but I think what it boiled down to for you is like the price on that one was phenomenal for the yeah quality. I got a
1: crazy discount I think I waited till that like black fret or like whatever their big sale is for the year yeah, so I got it for I got that one. I think last spring or something or maybe yeah, last fall, that. right? Yeah. Yeah. And with the carbon fiber frame and the, the pro suspension. Um, yeah. I like it. I like it a lot.
0: Yeah. 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 They, uh, they've come a long way on their comfort. Yeah, they used to be not as comfortable. Uh, their quality has never been amazing, but they've kind of upped that too. And for the price, like you said, you don't, you're not a big burly guy that's slamming that thing around either. So, I don't think that's a big problem for you. Um, yeah, they're great. They can be a, a good, like, econo- like, economy budget bag. Really good one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I got it in the Kuyu Verde, same as the bow, which is nice. And I even took oh, it on a trip you, too.
0: Matchy matchy. <laughs> Except for the fact you were wearing First Light and Sitka and Kuyu everything else. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I even took it out for uh, to my trip to Japan and Korea. Like, I just walked around with that thing everywhere. I didn't even really mind. Yeah.
0: Did you put your American flag beanie on and complete the picture? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Definitely no American flag beanie, but <laughs> oh,
0: That's good stuff. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm still rocking my, my ultra 3000 QU back. I had the pro suspension from back in the day with the ultra bag to get, and that all that set up is like three pounds and 14 ounces. It is stupid light. Um, and that's the main reason to hang on to it. It's not super comfortable. It's not great, but that pound lighter than anything on the market right now, um, and the fact that I already just had it uh, and I know it works, I, I really do want to play with an XO. I really want to play with uh, Stone Glacier, you know, Kefaro, all these guys, they all make good stuff, but I think the one I've heard the best stuff about and I've tried and I really like is the EXO. so I'll play with that yeah. later, but for now I'm rocking the the Kuyu, um, which is cool. Uh, so we're both rocking the same thing there. Well, there we go. And you're uh, you were doing the, the second loved tent, right? The North Face.
1: Yes, I got it from you. It's yep. awesome. It's yeah. like the I'm looking at it right now, North Face Triarch. Triarch, Triarch One.
0: Yeah, super
1: light compared to my old what? tent. And yep. man, the two vestibules, and it's tall because I'm tall. I can sit up in it. Yeah, definitely can't put the pack in the tent. It's like a one person, pretty small, but man, yep. it's perfect.
0: Yeah, that's a, uh, they don't make that one anymore, but that was a phenomenal tent. It's three pounds. You can get ones at two pounds now, but wow. they have incredible, incredible durability on that. Mm-hmm. Like if there's one one man tent, I'd want to spend three season one man tent. I'd want to spend a night in in a windstorm. That'd be it. That thing is bomb proof. Um, and it's, like I said, the fabric's super durable. It's really brilliant design. So that is a cool tent. And the price yeah. is right. You got a good deal on that one. So Dude. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. yeah, man. And then I, this year I picked up the, um, the big Agnes fly Creek UL one, which is the two pound ultra stinking light, small one. Um, and it's semi freestanding. So I do have to stake it, uh, unlike that tri which is fully freestanding. Uh, but I'm like, Hey, maybe I'll save a pound, which is a heck of a lot and just see if I can make that work. So I'll be experimenting with that. That's one I've had multiple backpack buddies do Appalachian Trail and other things on, you know, Pacific Crest Trail. It's a, it's been around for 8 or 10 years, so it's a no-killer. Wow. Nice. Um so I'm excited about that. That was my one of my bigger purchases to play with. Yeah. Um we still got the Big Agnes Copper Spur HV UL2. This is still the all-time best two-person tent ever made. That thing is just amazing, but it's just me, so got to have a one-man tent this year cuz Baby and Margaret are down at uh, down at the camp. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you got. We talked sleeping bags in the sleeping bag episode, uh, so we can skip that. You know, you're rocking the REI version, the Magma. I'm doing the uh, the Feathered Friends, which are both great options. Both. I'm doing therm arrests, Neo NeoAir X Therm. I use that year round. What uh, What pad are you using?
1: I have a Nemo. Um, the R value isn't amazing, but it's super light, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's the wide, long one.
0: By long yeah which is good not not super warm but you got some comfort which is good um yeah the pillows we talked i think we've just talked about pillows so many times so i'll shut up <laughs> but what have you done for a cook gear that sort of stuff
1: yeah this is where i go with the heavier thing that i like the jet boil
0: yep Yep. Um,
1: I just love that. thing. think it's just so fast and yeah. i am just never, it's so windproof and never goes out. it is a little heavy. Um, I do like how the little fuel canister can fit right into it too. So it doesn't take
0: up yep. too much space, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. I'm rocking. Uh, that's a great one. And also if you have it too, it's like, why would you, there's a lot of things It's like, why would you sell like lose money to save just a few ounces? Right. Right. It's right. Not really worth the effort. Um, I'm rocking the pocket rocket deluxe, the little tiny one with a freestanding mm-hmm. pot. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking about getting a pot that would work as a mug and a pot. Oh, and like a tiny one, which you can do mm-hmm. with those freestanding stoves, which I like, you can kind of swap them out. So one, yeah. You and Margaret and then one for just me, but mm-hmm. I don't know. With only two weeks left in the craziness, of the baby, the three, you know, two or three ounces. I'm like, I'll just, I'll deal with it. So, come with that. What about water filtration? Oh,
1: that is one thing I missed. Uh, Cause I have the pills right yep. now, the little tablets. Um, yep. So I don't have a filter, but yep. I wasn't sure I, have, I haven't decided yet.
0: Yeah. I would definitely get 90, 99% of guys are going to go for like the, the saw your water filter type things. Yeah. Um, and those you you got the pills, you've got like the, the, inf- sorry, UV light and then you got pumps, but the thing about those, those little squeeze filters is there's zero effort and they're ultra stinking light and they're ultra cheap. Uh, they're phenomenal. The only thing that sucks about them is you can't let them freeze. So you got to uh, put them true. in a, put them in a Ziploc and put it in your bag at night if it's going to get that cold. Yeah. Uh, but that's the only downside, no big deal. Um, and I have a setup in my, I can show you how I do this. It's probably worth doing on the podcast because guys will be really interested I'm a huge believer in water bladders because they, they're easily easy for you to hydrate, which is so important for your energy levels. Yes. Um, yeah. So I leave the bladder in my backpack. I never take it out once. And I have these little clip systems that I cut the tube and put this thing together that pops in and pops out. And I have two bladders. So I have the bladder, a three liter bladder and another three liter bladder. And I fill the one of them with dirty water. Yeah connect that little sawyer. I click out my drinking tube and I click in the sawyer and I just hang the bag up on a tree, walk away in about five minutes. That three liters of water, the gravity just lets it flow down through the tube back into the backpack. Don't even have to pull it out. Nice. Um, wow. I unclick the thing, click my drinking tube in, walk away. That's awesome. It's like the world's easiest thing to do every time I cross a stream. I love it. Um, they say for you to back flush that thing every time you use it, but Mm-hmm. If you're in a clean alpine environment, fairly clean water, you can get away for a week or two weeks without even back flushing it. Nice. Um, okay. Yeah, you can. You know that'll kill it slowly, but I kind of don't care. Uh, <laughs> so, and I I do a hardcore back flush and a uh, bleach clean at the end of the season. But yeah. that thing is, if you get that system, you have to get their adapter. You buy the filter, and then you buy their adapter system, and that, that is a foolproof system.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll get those
0: links from you after after we write yeah, I'll buy that stuff today. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's a really cool cool way to do it. I mean, it is annoying. So you have to buy two bladders, but the nice thing about it is then you've got the capacity to also carry six liters of water around with you. So if you decide yeah. to go up on a ridge and hang out for two days, you now have the storage space to do it. So it gives you a lot of flexibility in where you can camp and where you can do stuff.
1: Nice. That sounds like a winner. I'd love to see a YouTube video of that one day.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that I your setup. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. it's yeah, that's a smart I I didn't I didn't invent that. I've learned that from a bunch of backpackers and a few other hunters that picked up on that at this point in mm-hmm. time. Yeah, that's super um, smart. it's a good one. It's real good. But uh, and you went with uh, an emergency communicator too, didn't you?
1: Oh I did. Yeah, I got the ELB. Um, dang it, what's the brand?
0: <laughs> yeah, you can look that up all and I'm I have the ACR Rescue Link, which I reviewed and I've looked at, and they, the version you have, I think, is better now. That'd be my take. The ACR Rescue Link is phenomenal, and I have that whole article review on it that compares it to the like a satellite communicator. Yeah, and this is a true EPERB, like a a true registered with N O you know NOAA EPERB. Get your butt out of trouble. Dedicated mm-hmm. battery. I'm not going to go through that spiel again. As to why that's really important. So I've got that. And I actually am buying two Garmin inReach minis as well. Wow. Two of them. I know. Not cheap. But when you have a wife with a baby and an RV Uh, down at the bottom, uh, you got to be in constant communication. So I'm going to, we're both going to be texting back and forth and that's not going to be cheap, but it's a hell of a lot cheaper than renting a place for her while I'm out hunting. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Or a pissed yeah. off wife. That's no, no, value, no value on earth on that one. <laughs> so a wise man, right? Uh, yeah, yes. You'll understand uh, that one one day, Josh. It's coming. <laughs> like, don't worry. I've heard, I've heard a lot about this though. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I got the, uh, Artex PLB, yeah. um, have they've rebranded there's a there's a few different ones that appeal to different there's one like ocean signal plb or something like that yeah um the rescue oh,
0: yeah rescue rescue me PLB. plb and that thing is stinking light it's but well, not too bad it's like 250 wasn't mm-hmm. it uh
1: i think, I think it was like close to 300, 300 yeah, yeah 300
0: which is not cheap but that's seven years of security no monthly fees no nothing and then you yeah. get the battery replaced and go another seven years for like 50 bucks yeah. So that's a uh, that's a one-way, get-out-of-jail-free ticket, which mm-hmm. is a really cool thing to know that you're safe.
1: Yeah, and I remember you telling me that when you're out there, you keep that thing in your pocket.
0: Yeah, you don't put it that in the pack. Keep it yeah. within hand reach. You fall down a cliff, break your arm or your leg. You're not fishing around in your pack. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, a, that's probably one of the best pieces of gear guys can invest in, I think, mm-hmm. for peace of mind for them and their families, right? That's just a great thing
1: yeah as soon as i told like my mom and brother my girlfriend that i had
0: that thing they were like
1: way more calm about me going solo
0: yeah absolutely i totally understand that Mm -hmm. um that one but yeah um i think that's about it headlamp what are you doing there oh i have this uh i have a
1: black diamond one with the rechargeable battery
0: the revolt one same
1: one yeah Yeah, is that the same one you got
0: i love that thing yeah (laughs) yeah Phenomenal, phenomenal headlamp. Petzl just came out with a new one that challenges it. Um, Coast came out with one that challenges it. So they both just kind of caught up. And I think they came out with an even a newer version of it too. Uh, and I will probably buy all three <laughs> and test them out uh, for Margaret, for her oh, to get nice. one because she needs a rechargeable this year. Yeah. And I'll sell off the other two and then you know, write the review, do all that good stuff. So... Yeah. But those we both have this generation, what, two gener or generation ago revolt. And I don't I don't see any need to replace that. I'm very happy with that right now.
1: I love that thing with the red yeah. light too, which oh, is yeah. super nice. It's
0: stinking awesome. Yeah. And saves so much so much money on batteries. You're not constantly running down that that first set of batteries, you know, once yeah, that you goes plug it in, And then when it does go kaput, you've got your backup, you know, lithium batteries in your pack anyway. So you can just take the rechargeables out and put those in.
1: Yeah, it's perfect.
0: The thing is stinking awesome. So um,
1: and then what about kill kit stuff? Because I got my game bags, I have a knife. Mm-hmm. I bought, yep. I just bought the paracord.
0: What uh what are you doing for the knife? Didn't you lose yours?
1: Yeah, so I, I bought the same one back <laughs> the, <laughs> the benchmade grizzly grizzly ridge.
0: One, yeah, like, yeah. Just kinda use one one for all, <laughs> all night's time. discount code,
1: so it wasn't too bad.
0: <laughs> no, there you go. Got it yeah. got it done. Yeah, yeah. I'm using uh so, you've got that. You went with which bags did you go with? The uh, oh, our,
1: our, 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 our golly
0: ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah the meat on bone
1: ones.
0: We ones. talked about that, yeah. Meat super light, super light, yeah. Our golly. our golly tag, a few other folks make the basically the same thing. I went with the tag ones a few years ago when our golly wasn't around. Mm. Um, and I've got the meat same as you, I've got the big ones so that I don't have to bone out if I don't want to, yeah. So, I I get those, I get a little flagging tape. I have two chemical glow sticks because where I've hunted, there's definitely wolves and I don't want those sneaking up on me at night. Uh, oh, so, so like, do you just,
1: what yeah, do you do with the glow
0: sticks? I crack them and put them, you know, 20 feet that way, 20 feet this way. So I can kind of see all around me. So I'm not just looking Uh-oh. tunnel vision in my, uh, uh, my headlamp. So I've got like a, a perimeter warning if something's coming in.
1: I see. So you use glow sticks uh, when you're sleeping, or is this is when you're like
0: packing, uh, the, like, only when I'm uh, butchering at night. At night, so, uh, it. It's worth it for me to carry it. I mean, you you heard the story of me getting rushed by the wolf last year, yeah. so I don't. Guys might have been, oh, you were scared of wolves, might like, not literally had one run at me. So yeah, yeah, I don't want that happening at night. Um, so that's uh, I've got the. Wow, today's name day. We should have chose to do the gear episode another time. <laughs> but uh, the Benchmade um, knife, right? Altitude. Altitude, yep. Benchmade Altitude, which I'm a fan of. Um, I was going to put paracord on it, but I don't even need it. It's so comfortable without it. It's pretty impressive. Uh, and I, I just take this little tiny ceramic rod and I pulled off of the Leatherman tool, which I'm not a big fan of, and I use that as a sharpener. Um, you could easily use that knife, the entire elk, without sharpening it easily, but I'm one of those guys that likes it stinking sharp. That yeah. thing weighs maybe an eighth of an ounce, that little ceramic rod, so half an ounce maybe. Yes. Uh, so I'm rocking that guy. And that's I mean all that I think for both of us that's probably about a pound for all that stuff together.
1: Yeah, it's not too bad.
0: Yeah. Um save a lot of you, weight there. A lot of guys get game bags and two, three, four pounds and you're just carrying that around for no good reason. Those things yeah. are heavy, heavy, heavy.
1: And you use you carry a pistol. I think I'm going with bigger spray.
0: Bear spray, okay. Yeah, I do carry a handgun. Um, mostly for the two legged creatures. <laughs> <laughs> um and wolves. Yeah, I've seen those. Like I said, seen those around. So I have a 357 mag five shot revolver, which for a black bear I'd be totally fine with. It's super hot. Copper loads. Um, so that's plenty of stuff there. Yeah, yeah, I do carry that. Uh maybe this year if I'm solo, I would maybe not take it on one or two trips, Mm -hmm. but especially if I've got Margaret around, I want to be able to protect us from something.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Cause Um,
0: most guys aren't going to look at me and go super attractive, (laughs) you know, (laughs) hope not, but, uh, (laughs) but yeah, we're out in there alone. I'm I'm carrying a gun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I'll get, I I need to get air spray and like a Holster.
0: Yeah. holster's a good thing. Yeah. Cause that, that works on everything there's no no animal on the planet that wants pure capsaicin going in their eyeballs so yeah totally <laughs> yeah if you be very careful if you pull the trigger on that make sure you're <laughs> you don't get yourself yeah that's what i
1: heard is risky because like the wind right if it's, yeah I mean, you can't use it in the wind so
0: yeah yeah and always i've shot a few of them to test them and to get used to it when i go into places that have grizz. Mm-hmm. and uh, you always got to aim lower than you think oh okay they'll they'll come up and recoil and also the cloud needs to kind of be between you and the thing. You're not trying to hit in the eyes. You're just trying to put it there. Gotcha. Um, Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully you don't (laughs) don't ever have to use it, but it's just nice to have. Like if you saw a wolf and you pulled it out, you're like, I'm good. Right. It's a good, it's a good feeling. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, I think that's about it, man. I think we've gone through, I mean, that's not every piece of gear and guys can go look at the gear I use section of the website. It's just one of the top links. If they want to go check that out. I don't, like I said, I don't recommend this for everybody and it's very specific to me, but at least, you know, hopefully you guys got the trade-offs. We're using different things in a few areas for different reasons. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Which is what it's all about. It's about your unique situation.
1: So. Yeah. And you can go to the website, baxterbowman.com. You can look at gear I use and it has all of Baxter's items. But then also if you go to the hunt elk in 2020 series, there's the checklist. It's like part one is like the ultimate elk hunting checklist and it's got everything in there for free to check off. So that's yeah,
0: that. ton of guys using that and asking me for that lately. Cause nobody really wants to build their own checklist. If you haven't been before, you don't know what you, what you don't have. Right. Yeah. And so you can just go run down that thing and be like, do I have, cause there's everything from like, we didn't talk about the nitty gritty in this. Cause this would take five hours. Right. But there's everything in that from like a backup set of iodine water pills to throw in your, your emergency kit in case your water purifier dies. Right. right. Like that's a critical thing. And it's like two bucks and it stops you from going back to the car or something fails. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything from something that inane all the way up to, you know, your tent, your bow. So yeah, totally all this stuff. So we'll do, uh, we're going to have some guest episodes coming up and we'll do like a last minute, you know, one on the last minute things you should do before you walk out the door in the next week or two here. Um, but maybe we wrap it up with any other open questions you've got anything you're sitting here wondering or, Oh, yeah man. so getting close what do i do
1: yeah so for those of you who just came here for the gear checklist you can hop off but i'm gonna have some random questions here for baxter um i know so i just jotted down you to buy a sharpener bear spray flagging tape glow stakes extra three liter fill bag a hat and then the water filter and adapter i think those uh, map and compass i think i needed to get as well right of like the actual unit i'll be in.
0: Yeah, I would that's, um, case. that's a really good one. That's that's actually guys that were here for the gear thing. There's uh I'm trying to remember what it is online. I'm have to look this one up too, because it's not really a name brand. Um, I think it's just mytopo.com. Yeah. Yeah, they're just standard topo company. You can go on and select the area you want and they'll print the topo map on a waterproof plastic yeah. kind of laminate and send it to your house. Custom map, and it's like twenty bucks or something. Stupid, mm-hmm. like, you know, pretty cheap for the service. Um, I highly, highly recommend that because, yeah, your electronics go out. Your, it's also just easier to open that map and just look at the whole area. Yeah. Um, which is really good. And then I'm a he- like huge fan of always having a compass and knowing how to use it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I will give you that piece of advice, which is you got to know how to use it. So if you're not going to yeah. take the time to use it, don't buy it. <laughs> but please, yeah. please figure it out. How to orienteer. And navigate that way because that's like the the world's most risk-free method of navigation
1: yeah i'm going on a trip to yosemite so i'll I'll just practice when i'm there Uh, i learned it once i just haven't done it in a long time but yeah yeah, i'll figure that out
0: and we could do a real quick thing on orienteering as part of that heading out episode um on the principles and how easy it is it's very simple it just sounds confusing Mm -hmm. Uh, so we can talk through that one maybe yeah
1: So I've got that down. And then I think three weeks out right now, I just, what I need, I'm just trying to figure out what I need to prioritize. I think continuing the fitness stuff, obviously Mm -hmm. can keep up the archery stuff. And then I I think I need to do like a bunch of e-scouting and elk calling this next week.
0: Yeah. Those are two good investments. I would also, you know, a week or two out, you know, when you still have time to order stuff, I would pack up your pack like you're going. Oh, okay. Every little thing, just fully pack it. And then that way you'll be like, oh, wait, this doesn't fit. Or, oh, I need that. Or where's this? Um, yeah. That's a good one just to play with if you're being ultra safe.
1: Okay. So I'll simulate like a full pack out. Oh, I need to learn how to put meat on the frame. Like I yes. have no idea how to do that. So
0: you really got to do that before you go. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty easy to get confused and break something in the backcountry, which is a disaster. Yeah. We <laughs> talked about that, I think, but yeah, that's a and good then- one. Few last and food, lots of little food items yes. right that's yeah. food is the hardest part every year for me we oh, want really and did that whole episode on that it. but it's really it's a really time consuming to figure out how much is something you need and
1: mm-hmm.
0: we end up doing just buying way too much and mixing and matching and then eating it the rest of the year but yet another reason i like to do grocery food right yeah but yeah. uh
1: whole episode on that if you're interested i love that episode that was really mind-blowing about how much money you can save and, and wait too
0: yeah um, that's uh that was a really good one I would, i'd love to have that conversation every day of the week but <laughs> but uh yeah it just takes time it takes a lot of time with food and also yeah. inevitably you pack your four or five days of stuff and then you're like oh this just doesn't look that well rounded or like mm-hmm. i don't want that or a oh, wait, i don't have enough or you know so it kind of kind of helps to pack that a week or two ahead of time yeah, I bought like a bunch good. of the mm-hmm. uh,
1: freeze-dried meals to save for dinners on nice. the trip, and yeah. then I bought two of those huge boxes of the Pro Bars. Cool, which I like. Which I like those things. Yeah, uh, and agree. then the rest I might just do grocery.
0: Yeah, grocery store fill it in. Yeah, you do. You can do a trip to REI, right? I'd go grocery store first to get the majority of your stuff, mm-hmm. and then uh, and do that. So yeah, it's just uh, it's always a long deal, but fortunately, yeah. Margaret knows her stuff now and is really down to help with that so i'm getting i'm lucky there
1: nice and then there's some last minute stuff i guess i'll do maybe that's later but like downloading the video of like the gutless method just in case you know like have it on my phone or stuff like that.
0: yeah yeah definitely watch that a few times that's a good one as well we can walk through that in the last minute one but yeah yeah
1: i think other than that my number one and number two are probably east scouting and calling. i don't know do you have any thoughts on anything else i should be prioritizing or anything
0: no again? i'd say if there's one thing i could tell guys at this point you're not going to make massive changes in your fitness you're just kind of cha- you know you're just holding holding steady and like yeah. keeping, keeping fit at this point i mean it's there's no way to make changes in three weeks mm-hmm. um so i'd say it's as much possible time as you could e-scouting is going to be great
1: yeah. That's, that's really the one I'm having trouble with. I, I'm just like, not sure. I, I saved
0: a couple. Maybe I can show you later. Like, yeah. Yeah. I well, I think you're also, I don't know. Maybe I'm reading in between the lines here, but I know you're also a little anxious of like, is that actually going to be like these suckers is good or, you know, like <laughs> you don't, there's only one way to learn. And that's just to bring stuff and I'll shoot yeah. it down or tell you what's right or wrong. And okay. that, good. we, I know we recorded that episode for guys early on. So then go yeah. back and listen to that. But mm-hmm. that's uh, that's years and years of knowledge in that episode and figuring those out. So, yeah, but yeah, it's coming out.
1: It's uh, wow, three,
0: down the wire. Two, three
1: weeks. Yeah, it's crazy. I can't right believe it.
0: Gear. Yeah, well, hopefully that helped guys out. You know, they can hear all the gear, what we're doing, and why they're picking up last minute things. They've got good recs now from both of us from a bunch of really different gear from a lot of different companies. Um, and yeah, we'll be back next week. So, anything else, Josh? You want to say before we tell the people adios? Uh,
1: no, I think I am good. Yeah, well, this was super helpful.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much guys as always for tuning in. The likes, subscribes really help comments. um, Drop me a line too. You go sign up for the newsletter on the, uh, on the website and I'll, you know, we'll be sending weekly emails. I've not done it for a week or two here because of a few things, which life events we'll talk about later. Um, which are really cool, but, uh, I'll be back and forth here the last few weeks, getting guys, uh, some good stuff. So. Go sign up there and just email me when I send you an email. Respond. Let me know how you're doing. We're really excited to hear from folks that we've been talking to all, all year long. So it's going to be a really cool fall season.
1: Yeah, and I think we, saw, we got a couple more five-star reviews on uh, Apple iTunes, which is awesome. So whoever so cool. did that, thank you so much. Yeah,
0: we will have she to go read those out, and I know we should uh, get back to throwing kudos to guys that are sending us messages. I I got off yeah. track on that one because there's some. That was fun. It really makes my day. I'm like the reason I'm doing this. I'm losing money on this. <laughs> 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 All this stuff, right? Like I don't know why I'm doing it. Uh, I have a lot of reasons why I would be doing it, but for now, it's just a passion project. And uh, uh so it really makes my day when guys like send either of us notes. and are like, "Hey, this is we love it, and we're jazzed on it." So yeah. Much appreciated. All right, guys. Well, tune in next week and we'll talk to you then.